We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. The group of black Washington University students were accused of leaving a Clayton restaurant without paying their bill. Police detained them briefly until it was determined they were innocent. With me in studio are St. Louis Public Radio's Holly Edgel, our race, identity, and culture editor, and race and culture fellow reporter Chad Davis. Thanks, guys, for being with us. Good to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Holly, let me begin with you. A lot of apologies over this matter. Does it end it all? I don't think so. And I, and I think you see a couple of interesting issues collide here in that um, the students, the 10 of them, are elite students, um, highly recruited students from around the country and locally who um, are at an elite institution. Um, so you have that side of it, and then you have the police side, which is um, that town and gown thing that happens in a lot of communities where you find universities. So you've seen the university come out um, strongly condemning the the police's actions unequivocally. The provost even tweeted, he said, I live in Clayton, I'm embarrassed to live in Clayton. And the police and the city now really um, showing some understanding of this impact on the city. So I think the apologies and the conversations are going to be going on for a while. It's really hard to believe that this incident took place four years after Ferguson. And all the conversation, conversation, there's that word again. We have conversations and these things continue to happen. It's true. And, and it just goes to show that these are not easy things to fix and that uh, the, the divide between us is still there. The assumptions that are made, the way people are treated, um, sure, the police have a job to do, but even the city of Clayton is saying, you know, we, sh- we could have handled it differently. Yeah. Chad, you've been out covering this story, obviously. What have, what have you been hearing? Yeah, so um, similar to what Holly said, you know, it seems like there is kind of, uh, you know, the the students who are involved in it, you know, they um, have kind of expressed some of their, you know, concerns. And one of the younger students who was there, one of the um, incoming freshmen, um, he and his parents have talked about the incident and um, he's reflected on, you know, kind of what this means to him and just kind of like the, almost like the, the, pain that kind of comes from this both him and even a professor from Washington University have kind of like linked this over to like kind of like the trauma that they felt from this experience what has the professor told you yeah so um her name is Shanti Parikh and um one of the things that she kind of highlighted was a ripple effect that this causes um and kind of how this kind of just you know it might seem like it's not you know anything you know, big for maybe someone who isn't African-American, but it kind of has an effect where it, you know, kind of changes, you know, their mindset about, you know, different um, going on in public and restaurants. Let's hear what she had to say. It has a ripple effect, and it makes other black families feel unwelcome and feel like they are always going to be targets of being called, the police having called on them, and then the police not giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's an old story. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in terms of what happens now with regard to the police, Holly, um, are they going to undergo any kind of training or something to try to offset what happened the other day? Well, they, they did um, send uh, out a statement, and, and it's reported, Chad reported on it, and we have it on our website, 
saying just that, they're going to have to be reexamining um, the way they train as well as just how they interact with people. So I think that that's going to be a big, um, big part of what they do going forward. Again, we've seen a lot of organizations take a break to do training and talk about bias and, and you know, the jury's out as to how effective those things are, especially in a community like ours where these um, feelings and, and bad feelings and misunderstandings are so ingrained. Wonder what the students are saying, uh, Chad. Yeah, so um, Teddy Washington, um, he was even on CNN maybe yesterday morning, and he and his parents had talked about the incident. And, I mean, Teddy is kind of, you know, taking it in stride, you know, this this event. Um, you know, he's kind of now, you know, just really wanting to kind of just – use his, you know, use kind of like the strength and his power to kind of just make the world a better place is what he said. So It would have been what, sorry, it would have been great to be a fly on the wall when uh, yesterday when the, some of the families and students met with police and city officials because the city uh, said something, they came away really impressed with how the students were teaching them something about the situation. They really seemed to have Again, um, it's d- d- difficult and damaging, but they seem to be really mature for freshmen <laughs> and, and really sort of explaining to um, the authorities this is why it hurts. And to have to be in that position, coming into a new school, not all of them are even from this area, and get that shock of, wow, this is, this is where I've chosen to go to college. What was the name of the young man you spoke to? Yeah, Teddy Washington. I know I have a voice and I can make some change, so... My uh, my next move is to just do what I can to kind of to I guess make the world a better place to live in, and I think this is a good start. So that's the young man who uh, you mentioned earlier, who was on CNN yesterday. He does sound very mature, uh, Holly. What does this do? I wonder to the image of this community. Once again, I think of the NAACP's uh, admonition to. African-Americans coming to St. Louis that, uh, you know, it's probably not the best idea in the world. What do you think? I think that it doesn't help. But I also think that the way we respond is looked at. People, unfortunately, the national spotlight doesn't stay sometimes long enough to see how we respond. But I do think that um, the way the university has been very vocal and individual professors like Shanti um, and others have really been irate and and vocal about it. I think that counts for something. Unfortunately, I do think that we get the headlines of the incident and sometimes the rest of the country doesn't see what happens afterwards. But my feeling is that we're in a moment where these conversations are happening because of Ferguson. And even though incidents continue, um, we hope that we can sort of out people who are doing the wrong thing and by by talking and, and really getting to understand each other. Chad, there's that word again, conversations. I don't know how many times we heard it following <laughs> the Michael Brown shooting, but uh, it just seems that we have these conversations and that things don't change. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, hopefully some of the conversations that have, you know, that were had over the last few days, you know, I know that a lot of them, you know, a lot of the people who are meeting are really hoping for change. I know that, um there was a conversation or a meeting two days ago with members of Washington University faculty, the, um, the Urban League of Metropolitan St. Louis, and a few other groups where they're trying to, you know, 
hold they, they want more policies to hold officers accountable for for their actions and the statement that the city released yesterday um they said that what they're trying to do is they are not going to have you know racial sensitivity training um they want to actually have or they they have a grant now that later in the year they'll have body cameras for officers so you know the conversations maybe might lead to you know actual action um in the coming months. Well, we can only hope so. Again, we've heard this song before. Let's let's see what happens now. Uh, along these lines, it's not dissimilar, uh, Holly, your Sharing America project is, is uh, working on something right now that is sort of associated with this. Yes. I mean, we, we've seen a lot of these um, dining while black, shopping while black incidents. Some of them make national news like Starbucks. There was the Waffle House incident in Alabama. But there's so many more out there that haven't made the news. And uh, something jumped out at me. Uh, black, black Americans, African Americans are responsible for over $1 trillion in consumer purchases every year. And to think that a black person could go into their favorite real t- retailer and not feel like they're welcomed or their dollars are welcomed or their presence is welcomed is, is, is quite an affront. So basically, I created a map using Google Maps, a very basic map. But um, And then I did some research um, about where these incidents are happening, and I found 22 incidents, most of which were not did not make national news, um, where either the police or security were called. I, um, there was video or social media to show what happened, and the store had to do something like apologize, fire somebody, uh, close the store. And there, I mean, if you look at the list, it's a litany of your you know national name brand restaurants and chain stores. And so um, I decided I wanted to track that for the year 2018, and then look back and see what patterns are there. So far, it's literally all over the map. Um, in terms of where these incidents are happening. Um, so at the end of the year, I want to be able to look back and then look and see if we can do some reporting to uh, shine a light on some of these incidents and um, also maybe look to next year to compare. So people can find that at sharingamerica.news. And uh, there's an email address if they want to send me any incidents that they hear about wherever it is in the country. Yeah, we'll put it on our, our website as well. Let's take a moment and explain what uh, Sharing America is. Oh, Not sure. everyone may be familiar <laughs> with it. Really? Not yet? Um, so uh, in uh, December, um, we, we launched. Uh, it's a Corporation for Public Broadcasting grant-funded program in Hartford, Connecticut, St. Louis here, Kansas City, and Portland, Oregon. We have reporters in every city. And we're really focusing on race, culture, and identity, um, positive stories as well as difficult stories, um, as well as asking questions. Um, and we're really uh, trying to shine a light in communities that, that really need it. Um, and we feel like um, we've gotten a pretty good start. And, and for a few months, Chad is, is going to be um, an unofficial member of the Sharing America team. So I get to work with him. Well, you're lucky in that regard, certainly. Um, what sort of reporting will you be doing as part of this project, Chad? Yeah, so, I mean, it's similar to the other individuals around the country. Um, but, yeah, it's really going to be looking into, you know, issues of race and class um, around St. Louis. So um, hopefully, you know, I'll be able to um, collaborate and work with other members of, of the team in, in, you know, sending out stories um, along those topics. And what will you and how will you be following up on the story that we started talking about here? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's really just um, going down to just 
continue to communicate with um, the individuals involved. So whether that, you know, be trying to contact with some of the family members or even, you know, the the police station and the officers making sure that, you know, the um, policies that the city laid out, you know, those things you know, follow through. So um, just, you know, connecting with the city and Washington University students and the school. And I think we'll. And you'll be shepherding all of this, Holly? I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) Chad's pretty good at shepherding too. So, (laughs) but uh, yeah, this, this story came about just as we were starting to work together. And so um, we decided to to make it a a priority because um, it is really important. Well, let us let it go at that. Thanks for coming in and bringing us up to speed on that particular story. Thank you. It's a big one. It's an important one. And it's one we hear all too frequently. Thanks. Thanks. Holly Edgel and Chad Davis. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. 